Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to Hashtag Love Yourself. On today's episode, we are going to talk about your love language. Okay, so what is a love language? For those of you that are not familiar with the love languages, a love language is the way in which people speak and understand emotional love. So an author, Gary Chapman, wrote a book called The Five Love Languages, and he actually was a marriage counselor who noticed that most of his clients were complaining about the same things and noticed that people were either um, giving love a specific way or expecting to receive a love a specific way and it wasn't matching up with their spouses and their partners and that it wasn't to say that one party wasn't being loving and wasn't giving love it just wasn't the way that that other opposing person was able to understand and receive love so he came up with the five love languages and each one of those languages which we'll go over um, is a way that people receive or feel loved by and, and communicate love. And so when I go over the five different love languages, um, you can decide which one is your primary um, and know yourself better. Because it's really important when loving yourself to know how you're loved, to know how you give love, um, to know what fills you up and what fills your tank up. Um, because like we've talked about in another podcast, that's really not anybody else's job but yourself. But also when we do get into relationships, right? And we do want to give love to the other person and we want to um, flow love to our spouse. Knowing what fills you up and how you are loved is really, really important so that you can give those keys over to your spouse, to your partner, right? You can hand that map over of how you feel loved the most, right? Um, Because it's not supposed to be this wild goose chase scavenger hunt that someone has to like read your mind. Um, it's, you know, a love is a beautiful thing and we should be able to, um, share that freely. It shouldn't be like this kept secret. Right. And if you don't know your own love language, right. And you don't know how, um, to best love, then you might not, um, or you might be completely oblivious to how to really even love someone else either too, you know? Um, so these love languages are really, really important. Okay. So let's go into the love languages. So first, the first one um, is words of affirmation. So a person with this primary love language um, is going to verbally like, or love to be verbally affirmed um, of your affection. So if you're one of the the people that this is your primary love language, when someone gives you a compliment, it's going to feel really good to you, right? Um, but who, who doesn't feel good when they get compliments, right? So that's kind of like hard judgment to know, but really it it really fills them up and feels like, um, they are, they're being fulfilled, right? So like when someone says, you look so handsome in that outfit, or you made such an amazing dinner tonight. Thank you so much. And I'm just, you know, thinking of something about them that you really love and expressing that verbally and letting them know um, the person who their primary love language is is words of affirmation is going to feel loved and it's going to feel 
um, that comfort and that love and safety within you. And so if you are one of those people, remember that it's not really um, anybody's job to fill you up, right? But if this is your primary, how you can do it yourself is you can turn this around into yourself and you can be that person that gives yourself the affirmations, right? Especially if you're single and you're not in a super intimate relationship with anyone, you can do this for yourself. So when you do some, you know, something successful and great, you can you know, say that to yourself, remind yourself how much you overcome, overcame that obstacle and how proud you are of where you're at. Um, when you look in the mirror, like we've talked about in previous podcasts, um, or previous episodes, excuse me, um, just knowing that, um, when you're, you know, looking in the mirror, saying a beautiful affirmation to yourself about, oh my gosh, you look really good today. Or even if it's something that's not even about your looks, like, oh my gosh, your smile is just radiating your joy. I can see it in, you know, in the mirror, you know, and just really loving yourself in that way. It's really important. So words of affirmation. The next one is love language number two, and this is quality time. So quality time is pretty straightforward. Obviously, these type of people that quality time is their primary love language, they want to spend time with people, right? They want to spend time with their loved ones, and that's how they feel loved. And um, and if the person, you know, their intimate partner isn't around, um, they don't feel loved by that person, even if the person really loves them. Like, you know, sometimes careers, building a career and building a, a stable home takes you away from your family, and that makes sense. And, um but for the person that quality time is their primary language, if they don't get time with that person, they're going to feel like there's a gap in the relationship. They're going to feel unloved. So um, just knowing this about yourself and knowing that, you know, if you are one of those people that really need quality time and let's say you're in, you know, a brand new, um, like embarking on like a family and you know one of you stays home and the other one is out working and winning the bread for the family and that person's gone working all the time um you need to find ways to set that into your relationship so that you can connect with your your partner and that you can feel loved you know set date nights um schedule and mandate you know that like you know certain holidays are spent together and not off working and you know just make sure that you know yourself enough if this is a primary love language for you that you put this in your priorities you know for you and your relationships so that you can feel loved and you can feel healthy and you can and you can you know, tell your partner, you know, I feel loved when we're together. I feel loved when I get to spend time just you and me or you and me and our friends or whatever it is. Um, another way to turn this around on yourself, if this is your primary love language, when you're loving yourself, make sure that you are giving your time to yourself too. You're giving quality time to yourself. And you know, it's funny cause our world doesn't really promote that as something that's important, right? But spending time like in a healthy balance in all areas is really, really important, right? So a well-balanced, healthy person will not only spend quality time with their partner, right? If they have one, um, but they'll spend quality time with themselves, right? So you'll do the, these are like the different, um, like buckets you should be filling up on a regular basis, spending time just by yourself, spending time alone with your partner, spending time with your partner and family. So, or like if you have kids, right? Um, spending time, um, alone with your friends, 
And so making sure that you fill all those different buckets. And so one of those buckets is spending quality time with yourself. Um, and I noticed that when I was younger, I would, I was a really codependent and people pleaser. And so what I would do is I would spend every day and all my week, you know, giving my time and my energy to everyone else and all their needs and what they need to do and get done and like helping them with that. And then by the end of the day or the end of the week or whatever, I would be left without fulfilling the things that were really important to my heart and the things that I needed because I was so busy filling everybody's like quality time for them. Right. And I forgot myself. And then I was filled with, um, you know, shame that I didn't get things done for my personally for myself. I was, um, resentful, you know, that they weren't, you know, expressing my love language back to me, you know, all these things. So make sure that if quality time is important to you, that you are actually flowing that inward as well, not just expecting other people to be participatory with that with you. Okay. Um, next is love language number three, and this is receiving gifts. So some people want diamond rings. I don't want anything, but everything means nothing if I ain't got you. Okay. So now that Alicia Keys has told us, she has like written a whole song about it, that some people need diamond rings, they need three dozen roses, and that's the only way to prove you love them, right? Well, if that's the only way to prove you love them, is that a bad thing? No, it's not. Alicia Keys makes it sound bad, but it's really not bad, right? Because you, um, when you're like loving people, some people, the way that they're loved is through gifts, and that's not a bad thing. And I remember growing up, I was um, raised by a single woman, a single mom who she we didn't have much. She had three daughters. We, you know, things were really scarce sometimes. And coming from a family that was raised that way, my mom, you know, you know, either directly or indirectly taught us that, um, love didn't come from material items, that money wasn't love. Right. And I get what she was doing, but at the same time, then I took that into adulthood, right. Where I got into relationships with people and I ended up not like being able to give love that way. And, you know, and there were people actually in my life that that's how they receive love is through gifts. Right. And, and so I really stunted my, some of my relationships because I really believed that like you don't give gifts and money as a way, but some people are, do feel love that way and it's okay. And it doesn't make it bad. Like money is not the root of all evil, right? We need to remember that we need to be, um, really like gentle, um, with ourselves when it comes to that kind of stuff, especially if you were raised as, you know, um, from a home that didn't have very much, be gentle with that and just know that, um, receiving gifts is, can be a beautiful way to express love. And it can, if it is your primary love language, just know that and accept that about yourself and love that about yourself because it's beautiful. Right. Um, and there is someone out there that is, that is their primary way of giving love and they just want to shower you with gifts. Okay. So, so know that too. Um, so if you're a natural spender or if you have a healthy relationship with money, this language might come easy. But like I said, if you have a broken relationship with finances. Sometimes this can be really, really hard. Um, but just know that it doesn't always have to be big things either. Like they can be really small, um, monetary value and still make a big impact on someone. So just something to think of. 
Okay, and then love language number four, acts of service. Um, doing a service for another. So, for example, like washing their car or, you know, um, if they can't run stuff to the dry cleaners, being like, oh, babe, I got it for you. Don't worry. I got I got this. You know, doing something for them um, is like something that usually like or like folding laundry. Like I know that is one for me that gets me so much because I hate folding laundry. I hate it so much. And so when someone folds my laundry, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever because it feels like they love me like, oh, it's something that I hate so much. And you did it for me. Thank you so much. You know, um, and in relationships, this can actually be, this is a really a big deal breaker for a lot of people. Um, if, if this is their primary love language, um, I see couples a lot, like, especially like, um, newer families, like so that, you know, they'll have a baby and the wife just feels overextended. Like she feels like she does so much. She feels like she takes care of the kids. She cleans the house. She does all the chores, you know, she's like, running all the errands, she's cooking all the meals, and then half the time she's working too, and she's overextending herself. And so I see this, if people have this as their primary love language, this is what I hear from feminines so much is that their masculines don't give this to them, that they don't, you know, chip in and do access service for them. Um, and so if this is your primary, know this for yourself and communicate it to your partner. Let them know, right? This is, um, it's really important to me. Like, um, help me out when I need it. Cause, um, that makes me feel like we're in this together and, um, and it doesn't have to be big things, but you know, um, or it can be big things who knows. Right. Um, but yeah, acts of services, um, can be really important. And I hear a lot of people talk about this one. Like they feel like resentful of their partners because they're doing so much and then not and they feel like they're giving their love that way to their partner in the family, right? They're like spreading their love through doing all these things for people and then not receiving it back. Um, so anyways, and just remember too, that people don't speak the same language. That's what this whole book is about, is that we all speak our own love language and it's unique to us, right? Um, and so just remembering that, that the way you give love may, may not be the way that someone receives. Okay, number five, physical touch. So obviously it's no secret that a large part of human emotion is respondent in large to our physical bodies, right? Being touched. And, and I think that um, one thing to think about is like, you know, when they did those studies about humans, um, when they did the, like the orphanage studies where babies that were like physically cared for, like they gave them a bottle, they made sure they were clean and they changed the diapers, but they never touched them. And then they did a group of babies that they fed them, you know, did the same, all the same things as the first group, but they actually loved on them. Like they physically held them and talked to them but would like physically held them, right? In the first group, those babies didn't survive. It is really sad. They, they literally, a lot of them died. And then the second group, the one where they actually physically touched them, it, it was like, it's, it's a human, it's a natural human need to be physically touched. But also this can be one of your love languages. So like some people really like to, you know, like, 
if you walk up to them and then you're, you know, you just have your hand on their back or on the back of their arm or, or you grab their arm and, and, or you hold their hand in public, like for them, that really feels like love. And that really fills them up in a big way. Um, and it doesn't have to be sexual. Like I remember there's one chapter in like the, the actual physical touch chapter in this book, he has an example where one of the husbands was like, oh yeah, my, one of my primary love languages is physical touch. And so he was like, okay, let's talk about that. Why do you feel that way? You know, like let's dig deep. And he, the guy was talking about, oh, well, cause I just like to have sex with her. And then the, um, the doctor was like, well, actually, um, he's like, yeah, but when you're like, you know, just standing in the kitchen and, and you guys haven't seen each other all day and she comes up to you, do you like, you know, does it make you feel loved to get a hug? Or he's like, oh, I guess that doesn't really matter to me. Okay. When you're in public, do you want her to physically be touching you? You know? And he's like, oh, that doesn't really matter to me. So the doctor finally discovered that this guy, he was thinking that physical touch just by, you know, hearing the term physical touch was his primary because he loves sex so much. And that's the one thing to think about is like, even though we you know we're sexual beings, we love to have sex and I get it right. That doesn't mean that this is your primary love language just because you love to have sex. <laughs> so, um, but it could be your primary love language. Right. But I think it goes further and goes deeper and beyond, um, you just like a, a sexual touch. Right. So, um, know that those are two different things. Um, like for example, um, when I learned, um, I was learning a few years ago when I had my second son, um, he, I could tell his love language was different than my my first son and, and my primary love language. Um, and so I was really trying to make sure as a, being a good mom that I like, you know, learned and researched, um, all the love languages again, even though I had read this book several years prior. Um, so there's one that's just for, for parents, you know, to figure out how your kids are feeling loved. And I really highly suggest it if you have children and if this love language thing interests you. Um, but yeah, my son, uh, my second son, I noticed that he really needed physical touch to feel loved. And that's how he um, when, when I touch him and when I like hug him tight and when, um, I let him like really like hold on, he does this thing where he holds onto my ears and kind of like rubs my earlobes, but like physical touch is just so powerful for him. And it's one of his primary love languages. And if, if I'm too busy and if I don't have time to sit down and hug on him in the evenings, it really changes his mood and it really changes, um, how he feels. So knowing that if this is something for you, um, for that, if physical touches, one of your primary love languages that you really find ways to express that to your partners or people that you're most intimate with. Um, but also fulfill, like help, you know, fulfill that for yourself too. make sure that, um, you know, they even have like, um, those weighted blankets, right. At, they sell them all over now. I've seen them at target and things like that, but, um, you could do weighted blankets, um, and just even do arm, like self arm rubbing is really important. I know that sounds funny, but, um, a lot of people when they do like emotional therapies, emotional physical therapies, that's actually one of the ones that they do. So rubbing their arms, um, doing hand, different hand, uh, rubs, rubbing, like, you know, when people rub their temples and stuff that can be like really calming. So just know that you can do this physical touch stuff to yourself too. give yourself your own foot rub. I do that all the time. Um, so uh, yeah, just know that if this is for you, that it's, you can do it yourself as well. Okay. So 
now that we've gone over the love languages, now you can see how they're all different, right? And that not everybody's going to speak, you know, maybe someone grew up where their family, physical touch wasn't even a thing, right? Um, and you, that it was like your primary and you go and you get into a relationship with someone, you love them deeply, but you're not feeling loved back. Um, being able to communicate that, being able to say what you need, being able to express that to them. Um, and then hopefully, you know, if they love you, of course, they're going to, you know, try their best to make you feel loved, you know, to give, give you and supply what you need. Right. Um, so a way to discover your love language is to take a quiz. So obviously like after hearing this, you can probably like pin now the ones that like you resonate with most, right? Like, Oh, that one sounds like me. Um, obviously the book is a great place to start if you're super interested in this. Um, also you can go on to it's www.5lovelanguages.com. Um, and that's actually Gary Chapman's website for his book the five love languages, and you can actually take a free quiz on there. But if you get the book, it actually has the quiz in the back as well. So, um, just know that you can take the, the, um, the quiz and then help discover what your actual love language is. Cause I'll be honest with you. I took the quiz and mine made sense to me, but I've done it for other people. Like, you know, asked them the questions and like filled it out with them. And then I was surprised and that person was surprised at what their primary love language was. So that's something to think about. Sometimes we think like, oh, this is my primary. But then if you do the quiz, you're like, oh, and then, then it kind of makes you put pieces together and it makes more sense. Like, that's why I always feel good when so-and-so does this or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Another thing to think about is that some people are by and trilingual in this love language stuff. So for me... Um, every time I like read what the different love languages were, I was like, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's a little less me, but they all seemed so priority and important to me. Like everything seemed like, oh yeah, I, f I feel loved when somebody does that. Right. Um, and when I scored myself, when I did the quiz, literally three of them were all the same score. So three of them are my top prime. So I literally have a tri language where I receive love in so many ways. And the cool thing about that is that you might be able to give out love easier to a wide variety of people, right? Because, um, cause you can speak them like, you know how to receive them back. So it's easier to give them out. Right. But just know that you might not just, just be one. You might have two thirds, same, same exact, um, result as each other. It just depends on you. So yeah, so I hope this really helped. Um, like I said, I really recommend the book. Um, and just even if you just go on the website and play around and learn a little bit more, it's really cool um, to figure out what your own love language is, um, know how to um, communicate that to people around you that love you. Um, and yeah, just have a better strength on, on your own personal love. All right. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your day and don't forget, love yourself. Okay. Bye.